day before the opening game. And this is the Fantasy Football SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're presented to you by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Claim your free bet today. The NFL kicks off this week, tomorrow, and get ready for the season with 32 NFL team previews on the Sports Gambling Podcast. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash NFL previews today. And we're also brought to you by the Free Roll Football Contest, and it is back, and it's better than ever. Up for up to $5,000 is up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand-new college football contest. So go to our, our Discord and sign up exclusively at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. All right, so we're gonna just uh, we're gonna do some introductions here in a second, but before that, I want to let you guys know what we're doing today. We're gonna go through some dynasty stashes. We're gonna talk about some TNF player props, and we're gonna go through some streamers. If you have any questions, any start sit advice, we're here, and I got two of the best on here. One of my favorites for starting sits, Miss Tara. It's Tara time. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you guys for having me. And Brad. I think you got, a, uh, you got a lot of a lot of heat on Reddit today uh, for your Allen Robinson take. Oh, oh, of course. Look, it's a bold take for a reason. Like it's like I told you pre-show. No, it, there's no point in going out and being like, "Oh yeah, Allen Robinson could be a top 15 wide receiver." Like that's not a hot take. You got to be bold. You got to be bold <laughs> a little bit. And maybe I was a little too bold today. Well, hey, throw out your bold takes. Now's the time to shine. Now's the time to put them out there. You can't say uh, you can't you can't say you thought about it. Halfway through the season, you got to do it now or never. So let's talk a little bit about the news. Chris Godwin shedded the brace. Chris Godwin's been playing out there. He's going to be playing this weekend, but I want to know, Tara, can you put Chris Godwin in your lineup? I would not. And I would hope that if you drafted him, um, you were not planning to. I think kind of when you were drafting him, you probably, I know I did because I drafted him. And um, he actually ended up being probably my highest leverage player that I have right now in redraft. Kind of crazy. Um, but if you drafted him, you're kind of making contingency plans for those first couple of weeks, even though he didn't go on the pup. So just give it some time unless we get some kind of news that he's a 100% full go because he hasn't even had contact yet. So just, you know, just beware that he might not play a full snap count. So just go ahead and pivot in my opinion. Yeah. And that's great advice. Um, he might be one of those guys you can slide into the IR spot stash, you know, a handcraft running back or something like that. If he does not play, if he does again, I, I'm not comfortable enough putting him in my lineup and, uh, you know, Brad, do you think Russell Gage, if, if Chris Godwin does play, are you comfortable with Russell Gage going to the lineup? Yeah, I'd still be okay with him as a flex right now. To Tara's point, I wouldn't expect Chris Godwin to be on the field for more than maybe 30 or 40% of snaps, if if even that much in the first week. And we all know Tom Brady said, Russell, I want you to go get Russell Gage. Go get this guy. He's good. We've seen him and how he could perform in Atlanta. So I fully expect that he's going to be a guy that you can see get six or seven targets out of that team uh, in week one. So Van Jefferson's out tomorrow. Are there any other pass catchers for the Rams that you would suggest, Tara? No, unfortunately, we just haven't seen anything out of anyone else. Ben Skoronek, anytime he did get on the field, there just there wasn't anything there that I would ever feel comfortable with putting into a starting lineup. So I would just, if you've got Allen Robinson, obviously you were going with him. Um, other than that, maybe it boosts Daryl Henderson up a little bit as a patch cast, pat, or pass catcher. 
But outside of that, I'm not pivoting to any of the other wide receivers. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Yes, uh, no offense, this guy is he's an NFL receiver, and I'll, I'll never be that. But it just seemed like every time they tried to get him the ball, he was either was he hitting him in the hands, and there was an interception, or he's run the wrong route. It just seemed <laughs> like it was just too big for him. I agree completely. And the last one, George Kittle hurt his groin on Monday, and now he's you know he's ah you know. And it yeah. was it stinks because George Kittle, he's not only is he one of the like best players in the NFL, but he's just one of the easiest guys to cheer for. Like he is anyone that's a, like a pro wrestling fan in an NFL uniform. Like he's so fun, but it's not good. And this could linger. Brad, what are your thoughts on George Kittle? Uh, obviously, you know, more to, more to know about playing him, but what are your, what are your concerns? I, I have avoided him like the plague in dynasty right now. And this is the exact reason it, it, when he's on the field, he's dynamite, but you can't depend on him right now. You know, he's going to give you 10 to 12 games a season, but some of those are going to be those important games working into your fantasy playoffs. And I just hate having to try to put a team together around that with him out of the lineup. So it's more of a hassle than it's worth. I feel like, and it, it, you probably should have been trying to move him beforehand if you were uncomfortable with it. Uh, so I actually don't have any shares of him anywhere in dynasty right now. So I'm okay with it. But uh, if you've got him, it, it it is definitely a pain. I have one more and it's Deontay Johnson. So Deontay Johnson, uh, Mike Tomlin, you know, he's always Mr. He's poetic and, and he's, he's Mr. Positive. But Deontay Johnson himself said he's trying to do everything he can, everything his arm will let him do, and that's not a good that's not a good sign. Um, it does not mean that he's 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 going to he he does you know carry the cue a lot. Um, but Deontay Johnson going out there, would you be comfortable putting George Pickens or Chase Claypool in your lineup, Tara? <sighs> If I was, nah, I I would I would probably have somewhere else to pivot, but between the two, honestly, <laughs> kind of George Pickens. Uh, and I know that sounds crazy, just because we've actually, you know, we've seen Claypool on the field in NFL regular season NFL action, and we haven't seen that out of uh, George Pickens, unfortunately. But when I look at those two guys, who, who I think has the opportunity to break out, because we still need a breakout technically from Chase Claypool, I really think that it's, I think that it's George Pickens. He's, he's one of those guys where if he had had just a little bit different path during his college career, we'd be talking about him like Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. So I, I, I feel comfortable with um, some of those other rookies. So I should think the same way with George Pickens. So I'm okay with going with it. If you're in a little bit deeper league and want to pivot that way. Yeah, I can imagine it'd be a pretty popular uh, DFS pick if Deontay yeah. were to not play. But yeah, no Pickens. The hype is real. Um, you know, we've we've definitely been uh, talking about it a lot in the Dynasty Show, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. So um, before we get into the the next the next part of the program, we're gonna check in with the sponsors real quick. And again, we want to talk to you about Win. Thinking about joining WinBet. Now is the perfect time for new customers who bet $100 to get a $100 free bet. You know, perfect for the kickoff of the NFL season. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Win also has their first QB to throw to for five TD bet. Uh, there's so much you can choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet just so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where win- play-through winbet is available. 
you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Yeah, and again, our free roll football contests are back. Our college football contest has $1,500 up for grabs and our NFL contest at $5,000 plus a beautiful two-night stay in the one and only win-loss Vegas. So sign up exclusively in our Discord at, at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. And look, we're talking about player props today. We're talking about fantasy football, and everybody's got to look for that edge when the season gets here. And as the week kicks off, you get ready to place those bets. You're locking in your starts. You have to check out the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting app and fantasy companion for the NFL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball. And it gives gives you everything that you need to get a competitive advantage. It's the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports. And that's the Elias Sports Bureau, who are the official statisticians of U.S. Pro Sports League, including the National Football League. Their app allows you to access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and key insights from their renowned research team. Everybody has their intuition. So Elias helps validate those intuitions that you have before you place your bets, back all of your intuition up by numbers, and allow you to make the best bets possible. So don't wait. Download the Elias Game Plan app today. And right now, we have a special offer for when you describe. You get a 14-day free trial during your first month subscription. But that's only if you use the promo code SGPN. So find the Elias Sports Plan Sports Betting app in the App Store or Play Store today and use promo code SGPN. All right, so let's talk about player props. Tomorrow is it's the big game. It's the kickoff, and it is a great game. You have the Rams, the Champs. You have Buffalo coming in. They were a coin flip away from playing against the Rams in the Super Bowl. A lot of people are saying this could be a Super Bowl preview. Um, so we got a lot of big names, a lot of big fantasy performers tomorrow. Tomorrow, But don't forget about the sleeper over-under. We have the sleeper over-under contest. Go to, go to, go to, go to sleeper.com, backslash SGPN. Matthew Stafford, 24 and a half completions, 267.5 passing yards, one and a half rushing yards. Then I expect that much. And then 0.5 interceptions. Um, if Skarnecki's out there, you might want to take that one. Um, we got Josh Allen, 276.5 as for his passing, 35 and a half rushing, 0.5 interceptions. Either of those uh, stick out to you as far as the, you know, as far as player props over under for the quarterbacks? Uh, Tara? Um, not too much for me. I'm not the biggest fan of props with quarterbacks in particular, um, but I think they're all fine. But there's not any that are major targets for me. Brad? Nope, I'm passing on the quarterbacks right now. This one I think is going to be the most interesting. And I was listening to, to Fantasy Pros today, and Andrew Erickson was talking about, you know, everyone's going to be on pins and needles, want to see who takes the first snap for the Rams from the running back position. You got, you know, you you, you got Cam Akers back there. You got Daryl Henderson. Kyron Williams is starting to get healthy. I, I know that, you know, that. It's going to be interesting. So 43 and a half rushing yards, 13 and a half receiving yards for Cam Akers. And then we have Daryl Henderson, 29 and a half rushing yards, 14 and a half receiving yards. So they're, they're looking for Cam Akers to have a little bit more, but neither of those are very sexy fantasy production 
that has me a little concerned. Buffalo had a great run defense last year. Um, Tara, any anything with the Los Angeles backfield? Uh, not in the rushing uh, area, but uh, in the receiving area, I do think that Daryl Henderson um, in a 14 and a half receiving yard, uh, I think that over is kind of interesting on that one because we've seen with Daryl Henderson. And I think this is kind of where I, you know, my interest gets peaked when I'm really excited to see both of these guys healthy and in, 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 uh, in the backfield is, you know, I want to see the rushing split, but I really want to see who they're using on third down, who Sean McVay leans towards as the pass catching back. And in my opinion, it's going to go towards Daryl Henderson. I think he trusts him in that area a little bit more. He's been very proven in it and been successful. We saw him heavily relied on in the past game and the Super Bowl as well when it all came down to it. So that 14 and a half for me, I, I've seen him hit it. I feel pretty comfortable with it. And we talked about Van Jefferson earlier being out. So maybe that kind of helps push the edge a little bit more towards getting him with that over. So um, of the stats for those two running backs, that's the one I lean towards. Yeah, that one definitely seems like some low-hanging fruit. Uh, we got 40 and a half rushing yards, 14 and a half uh, receiving yards for Devin Singletary. Brad, either of those enticing? No, I'm staying away from that Buffalo backfield until I see kind of what happens. There's no way I'm putting a bet on Singletary, Moss, or James Cook right now. So we got Cooper Cup, seven and a half receptions, 0.5 receiving touchdowns, 90 and a half receiving yards. This guy's player props were always like, Wow, like that is a high number, and he hit it every freaking week. So, I mean, does he start off the season doing it? Um, seven and a half receiving, 0.5 receiving touchdowns, 90 and a half. Tara, any of those? Um, I'm not gonna do it, but I do think he's very capable of hitting it. Um, I lean more towards the Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson prop being a little bit more reliable. Um, just because when you even when you look at that Buffalo defense, the they're very strong, but the secondary is banged up. They've got the injury to Tredavious White. Um, Jordan Poyer is coming back, but I mean, again, he's coming off of an injury. We don't know how much he's going to play. So I think I think Cup could hit the over on those, but I would still lean towards Robinson. Brad, we know you're smashing the over on Robinson. <laughs> hey, Let's... I got the over on Allen Robinson at sixty-one and a half the other day, not 64 and a half. So I'm not the only one thinking he's going over that right now. Yeah. When Vegas starts to move the line, that's a good sign. Van Jefferson news obviously is going to change some things. It was 61 and a half last night when I texted this to you guys and it's already changing. And, uh, you know, Tara had a great point, you know, Buffalo defense, they did play pretty well in the playoffs last year when Tredavious White went down. But they also let up a ton of points. Let's not forget Kansas City and Buffalo. Like there was no defense. It looked like a Big 12 game. I mean, they were just going up and down the field, scoring touchdowns left and right. And uh, Allen Robinson, you know, you could. You know, we don't know what this defense is going to do. They're going to have to to do something in that backfield. They got Kyir Elam, a rookie, and they're going to have Dane Jackson, who played well for them last year. But PFF has him graded as a a uh, top 70 corner. I think he was 68. Not great, especially with Matthew Stafford slinging the slinging the rock. So I, I love the Allen Robinson one as well. Um, you get Stefan Diggs, five and a half receptions, 68 and a half receiving yards. Stefan Diggs, start your studs, but he's going against the stud. Jalen Ramsey, Tara, are you afraid of Jalen Ramsey? You starting you're starting Stefan Diggs, right? I'm still starting Stefan Diggs. Um, I'm the last time they fa- they didn't face off last season. It was back in 2020. Um, Jalen Ramsey was a little bit more vulnerable last year, so I don't think this is going to be a complete shutdown situation. But uh, you got to start him. Yep, 
And what do you think about the prop? Five and a half catches, 60, 68 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I'd be a little bit weary. Um, I'm also a little bit, I'm very in on this being a Gabe Davis breakout game. I won't hit the, <laughs> I won't hit the over on that or the under on that just because there's a lot of volatility in terms of how he could get those points. Um, I like the Isaiah McKenzie prop uh, 32 and a half. It sounds like he's healthy, good to go. He's going to be playing in the slot. We know how profitable that can be in that Buffalo offense and how uh, Josh Allen can just pepper that slot with all kinds of targets. So I think that he can get there. So of all the guys, I think that might be the one that I would choose to lean towards. All right. And then we have uh, Jamison Crowder, 18 and a half receiving yards. Um, there's been, you know, there's obviously been a lot of talk about vacated targets. Cole Beasley's out of town. Emmanuel Sanders out of town. Jamison Crowder comes in, does not get a big contract. Isaiah McKenzie really has been the buzz of camp. What are your thoughts, Brad? And then obviously Gabe Davis, 50, 56 and a half as of yesterday for the over and under for him. Yeah, if you're a uh, Isaiah McKenzie person, then I would I would stick there. If you're somebody who thinks Jamison Crowder as the veteran is going to come in and kind of take that role, then that's a great bet as well. I'm personally staying away from both of them because we don't really know who's going to get the majority of that slot work just yet, right? There hasn't been a lot of cards shown just yet. Uh, so I would I, I'm personally going to wait on that. I like the Stefan Diggs five and a half receptions. I think that's that's a an easy bid because Jalen Ramsey typically doesn't shadow coverage uh, in most situations, and Stefan Diggs gets to move around a lot uh, all over the formation. So I think he'll still get a, at least the receptions. The Gabe Davis, I'm I'm with Tara. I'm I'm holding. I'm I'm wor- I'm not worried about Gabe Davis. That's not the right term. Yeah. But there is a, a there's a chance that he's forty yards and three you know, two, three touchdowns. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. So. There's so many ways that he can get to that boom fantasy point game. So it's like, uh, do I want to take the prop on it? I just want to see how they're going to utilize him. Are they making him a high volume guy? Are they making him a high target guy? Or is he still going to be that touchdown guy? I don't know. Yep. We got, we, we need to see it. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully yeah. he has more than 56 and a half um, snap percentage because that was one of the biggest issues last year. Um, but we'll, we'll see. And then Tyler Higby, 39 and a half. I got cut off on the Dawson Knox one, but do you think uh, you know Dawson Knox or Tyler Higby are someone that you can play in your lineups this week, Tara? I uh, yeah, I think so. I think I'm not. I'm not a big. Uh, I'm le- well, especially with that contract extension. You kind of got to go with uh, Dawson Knox. There's some love there between him and Josh Allen, but I'm not a big Higby fan. But given that Van Jefferson as is out, then yes. But if that was not the case, then I I don't lean towards Higby. Brad. Yeah, the Higby's interesting, uh, you know, because Vegas has the running back receiving yardage so low. Typically, the, it's one or the other, right? You get that tight end getting the targets or you get the running back getting the targets. And they almost kind of lean like they don't believe the running backs are going to get it. So that yardage totals not a ton uh, for Higby, but he's also not ever been really a yardage guy. So it's not something I'm willing to bet, but I can understand if somebody looks at that and says, Hey, I think that's a, an easy mark for a tight end right now with Van Jefferson out. And, you know, maybe the, the RVs don't get as much receiving work as I think. Yeah. I'm with you on that. So let's get, let's get to the streamers in a second. We're going to check back in with the sponsors and we'll be, be right back. Fubo TV. Uh, if you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games at 4K with no extra charge. 
over a hundred of channels of live sports and entertainment just for a fraction of the price. Watch on all your devices, never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now is the perfect time to join. You can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com backslash SGP. That's FuboTV.com backslash SGP. Yeah, and all for all of you sports bettors out there, I just want to tell you a little bit about the best new way to increase your bankroll, and that's called promoguide.us. At promoguide.us, you can get the biggest bonuses from all of the best sports books in the country. I mean, we're talking $1,000 risk-free deposits, insane odd boost, and most importantly, the best analytics in the business. Plus, you get a ton of free picks as well. So promoguide.us is your guide to being smart. Once again, that's promoguide.us. And we were doing the over-under on Sleeper. Just want to make sure you guys are aware that that is, that is the, a new game that you can play now on to your Sleeper. So Sleeper, obviously, is the fastest-growing fantasy pl- platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. Use it for mine. Now it is a game, game-changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. Now you can win on Sleeper by playing the new over-under game, and that's where we've written the player props from earlier. Over-under integrates integrates over and unders into fantasy the first sports contest built into the fantasy football experience not only can you enter a contest for your over under by itself but you can also do it through your fantasy league's matchup screen patrick holmes your starting quarterback not only do you think you're going to win your fantasy matchup but this this week you think you're also confident that mahomes is going to hit the over on his passing line if you pick correctly you can win for anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in the main reason i'm excited about the over under on sleepers that's the only app where i can join my buddies contest and play together got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with just a tap of a button. It's insanely fun. We could ride it out together. Not only do they have NFL, but they also have college football player props too. So if you can't get enough, you can do it on Saturdays as well. Stop what you're doing download now and download the Sleeper app. Play their new over and under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money too. On your mobile phone, join the listener group on Sleeper. Sleeper.com backslash SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com backslash SGP. You'll get a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details. So let's talk about streamers. You know, everyone's out there setting their lineups, trying to get ready for the big game. Maybe your, your defense, maybe you have the bills and the Rams defense and you're playing pretty good offenses and you need to find an option. Or maybe your George Kittle is your tight end. You need to find another option. So let's talk about that. Sarah, give me a quarterback sleeper, please. I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. Sorry, Matt Ryan. Um, uh, he's a he is um, one of my top streamers for this week, and obviously the matchup against Houston is kind of fantastic. Now Houston's made improvements. This is not me dumping on Houston; they're heading in the right direction, but it's still not the most elite team to have to face. It should be a fairly easy victory for them this time around. And when you look at um, what he did last year, I know a lot of people are looking at him saying 37-year-old quarterback, washed and whatnot. But when you look at him with Atlanta last year, there was a lot of adversity that he just wasn't able to overcome. He's not a very mobile quarterback. He was stuck behind a terrible line. He was on his back a lot, getting stepped on. It was not pretty. But now he goes over to Indianapolis, which is obviously a much better situation for him. He can be that pocket passer behind a fantastic offensive line one of the best run games in the league. So when I look at him and his ability to stand in the pocket and hit 
fantastic targets like Michael Pittman. Um, we have young receivers coming on there too. I think he's going to be a great streaming option um, throughout the season and especially in this week one. Love that pick. Uh, Carson Wentz was QB 13 in fantasy last year. I know it didn't look like it on the field. And if you had him, you probably did not like watching the games. But at the end of the, you know, this guy started with two busted ankles and he finished QB 13. And, you know, I don't know if you're a big Carson Wentz fan or not, but that's still pretty impressive. Brad, who did you pick? You just brought my guy up. She just talked about his old team. I'm going Carson Wentz, newly acquired quarterback for the Washington Commanders up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You kind of beat me to the punch. He was he was QB 13 on a run-first offense. He had a 3-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio, even in the season that we saw last year. And all people remember are those last two games. They don't see or remember how well he played before that. Now, he was very much used as a game manager in, in, in the Indianapolis system last season. And I see him now with a wide receiver room that is better than what Indianapolis was, was in, as in its entirety with Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel coming back from injury, who I still have some belief in. Uh, and then rookie Jahan Dotson, uh, Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick. He's at Logan Thomas. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But I feel like he's got the weapons to really be successful against a Jacksonville team that ranked 22nd against the quarterback position last season in fantasy and didn't really do anything that I think is going to help that uh, at least early on in the season. So I think Wentz is a very good option as a streamer uh, this week. Yeah, and I'm going to go with someone that you wish you would have streamed week one last year. That's Jameis Winston. So Jameis Winston, he's got all the weapons. Alvin Kamara hasn't been suspended. Unless anything happens between now and Sunday, he's playing. He is a stud. He is an absolute weapon out there in the passing game. Michael Thomas is ready to go. He's talking some trash. He's excited for the game. Chris Olave, one of the best route runners that come out of the class. Matt, Matt Harmon's reception perception is lit up all green. Green is good. And he loves Chris Olave. I love I love Chris Olave. And they even kept adding. They added Jarvis Landry. They still got you know they still got Marcus Callaway. Everyone's you know last year would they try to make him a thing? Well, he's still out there. We got Taysom Hill. He's making a whole lot of money, so they're probably going to get him the ball somewhere. And then you got Adam Trotman as well. Um, we're still waiting for Adam Trotman season. But Jameis Winston, um, I don't care if he throws two two interceptions this this weekend. He's still going to throw three touchdowns, 300 yards, and he's going to be a top 12 fantasy quarterback, and he gets the Atlanta Falcons. So anyone that even besmirches the name Jameis Winston, it's the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> We're talking to you, Brad. Um, so uh, let's go with a tight end. Uh, Tara, do you have a tight end streamer? I do. I am going to uh, one of my favorite offenses to grab literally anyone in it, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. And the streamable option there is obviously Gerald Everett. Um, you know, it's it's kind of weird to look at him and say, hey, this could be a guy that has a has a breakout year for someone who is a little bit on the older side for tight ends. But it's not unusual for that to happen. Um, Logan Thomas did it uh, a couple years ago where in the tight end position, 
you know, it takes you a little bit longer to come on. Um, sometimes you have to struggle through a little bit before you have that right opportunity and that right quarterback, that right team and situation. And I think this is going to be the right situation for Gerald Everett. He's going to be a very streamable option. If not maybe one of those people that kind of slips into a surprise top 10 um, finish as tight ends often do um, year after year. So I'm looking at Gerald Everett this week um, with a perfect kickoff opportunity of going against the Las Vegas Raiders, which uh, we're going based off last year's stats. And I haven't seen anything on the defensive end that has shown me that there's they really made any changes that are going to help alleviate this. But they were one of the worst teams in the NFL against tight ends. They got lit up um, over 10 fantasy points average, which is on the you know one of the top three um, ends in turn of in terms of average uh, fantasy points allowed to tight ends. So. If ever there was an opportunity for him to pop off and have a fantastic start to the season, I think this is it right here. So um, I think if you want to stream somebody, Gerald Effort is a really good option. Like that, like that. Brad, who you got? I'm pivoting. I'm pivoting. And I'm going to an old Cleveland Brown tight end, and that is Austin Hooper, tight end for the Tennessee Titans. And I look, we're, you're streaming the tight end. You're looking for that touchdown. Right. That's that's really kind of what you're looking for when you're looking to stream tight ends. And I see a situation in an offense that we've seen target the tight end in the past. Right. Anthony Furkser last year was tough. Right. But when you think about the years where John U. Smith and Furkser were together, Delaney Walker was there. We've seen tight ends producing that offense. And I feel like that offense is more like what we saw Austin Hooper be successful at in Atlanta in his two seasons where he was a top 10 tight end in fantasy. So I think this is a guy who we've seen do it before and he's in a better situation now. And I think you can trust him this week uh, up against the New York giants. Yeah. And you know, Ryan Tannehill was my, my backup option for a streaming quarterback. Uh, Listen, I'm a giants fan, but I'm an honest person and it's not pretty. So uh, Ryan Tannehill can also hit the lineup, but mine, I'm going to pivot as well, just because I want to go a little bit deeper. I had Albert O, um, which some people drafted him as a top 12 tight end. So if you did not draft him and he's available, please go pick him up as a streamer. But I'm going to go with Mo Alley Cox. We talked about Matt Ryan. We talked about the matchup against the Houston Texans. Matt Ryan has propped up tight ends before. And with a tight end, you're looking for the touchdown. We expect some touchdowns to be scored, and we really don't know outside of Michael Pittman who the next option is going to be. And is Mo Ali Cox going to go out there and get 10 catches for 120 yards and three touchdowns? No. But we've seen Eric Ebron. We've seen other tight ends perform in this offense. Give me Mo Ali Cox as a streaming option against the Houston Texans in a game where I think the, the Colts win pretty handily, but they're going to be playing a lot in the red zone, and he's a big red zone threat. Defenses. You got to start a defense in most of your leagues. Some got rid of them. Again, if you got the Rams, got the Bills, it's going to be really hard to start those guys. If you're pivoting, Sarah, who's an option? Um, I hate to pick on you as a Giants fan, but uh, it's going to be Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee doesn't have a spectacular defense, but again, we're talking about the New York Giants. Um, I like Daniel Jones. Um 
he does have some upside in terms of his rushing ability, but he also has, you know, the downside of interceptions. So that's always something that is very present in his game, a good advantage for Tennessee from a defensive perspective. Um, again, you know, it's a little shaky. They've got, you know, new organizational structure and that's fantastic. But if you need to stream, I think that's a good option for maybe sneaking in some stat, some stat, snacks, sacks and interceptions. Yeah. You got some snacks and some stacks. <laughs> and some sacks. Um, yeah, my poor Giants. Um, I wrote an article, and they were one of my my top five options as well. Um, Brad, who do you got? I'm going with my homer pick of the podcast. That's going to be the Cleveland Browns up against my beloved Baker Mayfield and the <laughs> Carolina Panthers. Uh, I just think there is so much motivation for a Jadavian Clowney and a Miles Garrett on the offensive line uh, or up against that really – putrid offensive line for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I see three corners in Greg Newsome and Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams being able to really kind of help lock down that that wide receiver room. And I still, you know, DJ Moore is going to get his. I get that. But and I think Grant Delpit is going to be able to step in and really help kind of contain CMC a little bit uh, and not just let him absolutely destroy the defense. I just think they're going to get handled uh, and I'm praying for that week one win, but I just, overall that defense is so solid and they're going to have a lot of motivation to get after some Baker Mayfield this week. Yeah. And, and Carolina could be another option. Um, Jacoby Brissett, uh, he, you know, he definitely had his moments last year or watching the Houston Texans game. And it was like, okay, yeah, this guy's, this guy's not that good. <laughs> um, so I, I went with Baltimore, whether it's Joe Flacco, it's probably going to be Joe Flacco. It's the Jets, and it's Joe Flacco, and it's not going to be a Joe Flacco revenge game. The Ravens are are back. Marcus Peters is back. They added some weapons to the secondary. Uh, they're just going to be all over them, um, and, and I just I like them for an opportunity to to put one in the, in, in the red zone, and really what you at the red zone, the end zone. Um, what you want from a defensive special teams is you want points. And you're going to want fumbles and sacks and all that good stuff. But finding a team that can convert that into a touchdown is huge. And Harbaugh has been, he's been known to do this. He's a special teams coach. The Ravens have been very opportunistic. Marcus Peters is back. Like I said, um, and it's the, and it's the jets. So, uh, so I'm picking on them every single week that I can. Um, and especially when Joe Flacco is at quarterback. So let's check in with the sponsors and then get to our dynasty stashes. The first one I want to talk to you about is Run Your Pool. I actually put a, a tweet out today about Run Your Pool. Um, it's the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features you don't get anywhere else. We're teamed up with RYP to host a pool for your our official SGPN Survivor Contest for those who don't know what a survivor contest is, you pick a team that you think is going to win that week. You can only pick one. And if you win, you move on to the next week. And you keep doing that until you until the end of the season to see who can survive. The only catch, you cannot use the same team twice. So you can't pick the Bills or the Rams every single week. But you can pick whoever's playing against the Jets or whoever's playing against Seattle. Hop in now to reserve your spot. $500 cash plus a $250 gift certificate 
to the SGPN store to the winner. Sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com backslash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com backslash SGPN. Yeah, and let me talk to you a little bit about Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare all your odds from all the major sports books. You can compare all the different sign-up codes and promotions from your sports books to make sure that you're getting the best deal out there. Their app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for you as a better to make the most informed bets possible. And it also has a bet tracker so that you as a better can keep your records of all your games and your betting, betting activity. So go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, Steve's asking for playoff Joe. Uh, Joe, you know, Joe Flacco elite. We'll see. Um, but no, we're all picking the Ravens. So let's talk about some dynasty stashes. I get it. Some of your leagues are a little bit deeper, 30 or 40 man rosters. We're probably not going to be that deep for you guys. And if you have any questions about some really, really deep stashes, DMS are open. Hit me up at dynasty dorks on Twitter, but we looked at what's, what are some players that are under 50% owned in dynasty leagues? Some a little bit deeper than that. Tara, who do you got? You can do both of them. So I feel like I'm cheating on this first one because this is definitely a uh, one quarterback uh, roster percentage, and I don't know the exact roster percentage for him uh, exclusively in Superflex leagues. But if he is on your waiver wire in a Superflex league, I would say uh, Gardner Minshew is someone that you want to hold on to. Um, Reason being is that I know backup quarterbacks, um, again, if you're in a super deep league, you are rostering backup quarterbacks um, because you are waiting for that opportunity to be able to use them. But with Gardner Minshew, um, when I look at him, I see just Ryan Fitzpatrick made over in terms of where this career is going to go. So this is an opportunity for a guy who gives you a chance to potentially be a starter, whether it's on Philadelphia or a brand new team next year or a brand new team after that. He's a clear journeyman who is going to have the opportunity to step in when teams need somebody to carry them over onto the next guy. Um, And he's going to do it very well. He's not going to be somebody who's going to step in there and, you know, uh, fill in a spot poorly and not be a usable quarterback. When he stepped in and played, he thrives when he's on the field. And he's one of those guys that I want to have the opportunity, even in these preseason games here. Um, he looked fantastic, electric, leading drives, touchdowns. He looks like a winner. He's somebody who is going to get opportunities. So if you need to stash a quarterback of somebody who you can keep on your roster because you've got a deep bench and he's going to have the opportunity to be a starting quarterback at some point, especially when um, he's able to step in during injury and be very usable, Gardner Minshew is that guy for me. I love that comparison. Absolutely. And I'm just seeing that the beard handing off the, the torch <laughs> to the mustache. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Um, I was hoping he was going to get traded this offseason with all those other moves. It would have been awesome to see him in Seattle being the you know, Washington State ties and all that. I think it would have been good on the Browns to be a little bridge, you know, while the Watson situation is going on. But um, we'll see the Eagles. They're going to hold on to him. Backup quarterbacks are very valuable. And let's not forget Jalen Hurts is, you know, he's, he's, I'm not going to just label him a, a rushing quarterback. He's a quarterback. But when you rush as much as he does, there is times you get hurt. Kyler Murray missed time last year. Lamar Jackson missed time last year. We talk about Daniel Jones. He's a rushing quarterback as well, and he missed time last three years. So um, these guys miss time. And if Gardner Minshew were to get on the field and have opportunity, he 100% would be in my lineup. 
uh, from in my super flex leagues. I love that call. Terry, do you have another for us? I do. And it's going to be Harrison Bryant. He's a, he's still a young tight end. I know we've been waiting for this kind of breakout opportunity for Harrison Bryant, but I feel like he's getting closer. Now the Browns committed to David Njoku and that's probably the right move because Njoku, in my opinion, um, between him and when Austin Hooper was there and Harrison Bryant all through on the roster, uh, Njoku has always been the most talented one on the roster, flashed the most. Unfortunately, he could just never stay healthy and never really get that opportunity to showcase it consistently. But I mean, that kind of leads you to the point of why you would want to stash Harrison Bryant, because we're talking about a tight end heavy offense. They love to throw to the tight ends. They love to throw to the tight ends more than they do to the secondary wide receiver in the offense. So even with a healthy David Njoku, Harrison Bryant is going to have opportunities. He's looked good and should Njoku go down as, you know, unfortunately often happens. We've got Harrison Bryant stepping into a starting role in an offense that does rely on tight ends. So He's somebody that um, if he is on the bench or if he's, if he's on waivers, you want to stash him for that opportunity when he finally gets the chance to shine. Yeah, Browns are top five in the league and, and running 12 personnel. They have two tight ends on the field almost all the time. So it's basically two starting tight ends. Love that call. And especially in your tight end premium leagues. Love it. Brad, who do you got? All right. So, so I'm looking for tumultuous wide receiver rooms. That's kind of the, the theme to my story tonight for dynasty stashes. So the first one is actually going to be a guy that got cut and is now moved to the Houston Texans. And that is Tyler Johnson, a newly waiver wire pickup uh, wide receiver for the Houston Texans. Look, this kid was really good in Minnesota and he flashed when given a little bit of opportunity in that Tampa Bay offense, but Tampa Bay is trying to win. Tampa Bay is doing everything that they can to keep young guys off the field. Uh, and they just made that same move this year. They brought in Julio Jones after Antonio Brown's experiment last season, and they're just going to keep churning those guys in instead of putting these younger guys on the field. And now he goes to a team that what is that situation? Is Nico Collins really the wide receiver too that we hope he is, that he flashed some, some opportunities last season and that we saw in some of the preseason? Uh, you know, how long is Brandon Cooks going to be there? I see a, a situation where a guy who's only rostered at about 28% in dynasty leagues, if it's a deep league, this is a guy that may run into some opportunity in the long term. You know, let's say Brandon Cooks gets hurt and he gets he's now wide receiver two instead of wide receiver three in that offense. So uh, Tyler Johnson, I think, is a huge stash for dynasty teams. And my second one is a very similar situation, a wide receiver room that's kind of unknown. And that's the Baltimore Ravens wide receiver room. And I'm going with Tylen Wallace. Another guy that just flashed at OK State. He was very solid. Had some injury issues, fell in the draft a little bit, comes into Baltimore, and now who's the guy besides Rashad Bateman? Do we really think it's Devin DuVernay or James Prochet? Like, is that really who we think is keeping Tylen Wallace off the field? I don't. I, I think he's the better out of the three of them, and he's going to get some opportunity this season if the guy can just stay healthy. If he can just get on the field, I feel like he can flash and show what he can do. And for a guy who's even less, 25% rostered in Dynasty Leagues, another deep stash that I think may pay dividends in the long term. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm going to bring uh, – and I, I saw Tyler in, uh, in Indianapolis the other day. And so Tyler Johnson was playing for Tampa Bay, going to the Colts. He looked good. This guy is quick. 
He's you know, he's got some good size to him. Um, and yeah, it's a deep room with the John Mechie situation. Chris Moore is not the answer. Um, you know, I, I love that. Um, mine is is Kylan Hill, twenty nine point eight percent. I was really excited about Kylan Hill last year, and I loved the landing spot. But of course, he's buried behind AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, and he got hurt on kick return. Um, but this team that we everyone's talking about how much they're going to run, how much that both these both both these running backs could be RB ones. Well, what if one of them gets hurt? Well, Kylan Hill would be stepping right up into that role. This guy is is someone that he he he's a good runner. But whenever Mike Leach took over the offense, he was a good pass catcher as well. They only had two games, and he had over 20 catches. Like, this guy can do it all. He can fill the Aaron Jones role, and he also can be the runner if A.J. Dillon were to go down and have to to, to be the, the change of pace back. Um, I think this guy's going to be a stud. And with how much they're going to run the ball in Green Bay, 29.8%, that's just not enough. Um, you know, get him on your roster. There's obviously some, there's someone out there like give up hope on Will Fuller and Cole Beasley, make room for Kylan Hill. Um, I'm, Dave, talking, to my, I, uh, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> um, yeah, me too. With the Will Fuller. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> Dave, uh, I actually had Kylan Hill on my list, uh, <laughs> before I saw that, uh, you put him in there. Cause I'm 100% on board with you. And even if it's not this year, um, because, you know, I don't, you know, injury situation, that was, that was one of the nastier uh, ACL tears I had seen. Very unfortunate. Um, But uh, for the future, even within like Matt LaFleur is, he's the head coach. Uh, This is, or that's not going to change. And the thing about that is, is that we know the offensive philosophy there for LaFleur and what he wants to do in terms of the running backs there. They want to use a two running back system, Devonte Adams or not. This is what they wanted to do last year. This is what they did with Jamal Williams. This is what they're going to continue to do. So even if it's not this year that Kylan Hill even, you know, flashes some opportunity, it's going to be there on down the line. Um, Aaron Jones, I love him again. You know, he's, you know, He's not the youngest guy in the world in terms of running back age. So that opportunity will come at some point. Um, I think it's like a technically a two year contract. So I'm 100% with you on that. Kylan Hill, eventually, I think that opportunity can come to him. Yeah, I hated seeing that injury. It was, you know, especially on a kick return. But yeah, and I have a ton of Kylan Hill. So um, my next guy is Mo Ali Cox. Um, you know, and I know that in your, you know, more shallow leagues, he's probably, you know, he's, he's He's probably owned um, when you're deeper leagues. He's probably owned, but in your shallow leagues, 43.8%. I took this off of a league I'm in with Brad. And so we have pretty decent sized rosters and he was available and 43, 43.8% available. This is a very volatile position. There's a whole lot of running backs. There's a whole lot of receivers. There's not a lot of tight ends. And if you can get one that can produce it's gold. And so you take a you know you take a shot on him. If it doesn't pan out by week three or four, you just cut bait and get out of there. But he's someone that you know you don't want to have to spend a whole bunch of fab on Moali Cox because you're chasing touchdowns. Just go grab him now, see if it works out. When you slide one of these guys into the IR spot, pick Moali Cox up as a speculative ad, see what happens. And then a couple guys that are, are really lesser owned. Brian Robinson, very unfortunate news. Very unfortunate what happened to him. But Jonathan Williams is on the roster. They had a plan for two running backs. Brian Robinson's not ready to go. Jonathan Williams is there. He's probably available in over half your leagues. 
And then uh, you have Deontay Jackson um, for the Colts. Naheem Hines is there. We kind of don't know who the backup is. Philip Lindsay got cut, got put on the practice squad. Tyson Williams is cut. Jackson's listed as the second guy. I know Hines is there, and well, Hines is the, the second guy. Um, we don't know what would happen if Jonathan Taylor went down, but if Jonathan Taylor went down and Naheem Hines kept his role and someone else won that role, right now it's Jackson. And that's a great offensive line, great system. And this guy, like some people, they're going to have to Google who I'm talking about because they don't even know who he is. Um, but this guy, they've been raving about him in camp. Um, he, you know, he's he had a good preseason, strong preseason. He worked his way up the depth chart. He's someone you want to keep an eye on. Anybody else to mention, Tara, before we get out of here? Um, let me think of who else I had on my list that I was kind of thinking over on the putting notes in my phone <laughs> right before the show. Um, other than uh, Kine. Kine and I always on the spot without I know you're talking about, about his name. I always mess up. <laughs> Y'all know I don't. I don't want to try it. In I can spell it. N K W. There you go. <laughs> Kine, our boy Kine, whose name that I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce again off the top of my head. But um, I know we've got like a lot of excitement there <laughs> in terms of all the opportunities for the running backs behind. Uh, Alexander Madison and we got the rumors of people calling in for him obviously because he's very talented back the opportunity is going to be there for him um but I know there's you know when you look at that depth chart I think it gets a little confusing sometimes and I think that Kine still has a good chance to be that guy who can be the backup should um Alexander Madison uh, move on or should Dalvin Cook get hurt or you know start to regress a little bit so if you want to hold on to someone who may have an opportunity he's looked good he's someone that you can hold on to and maybe he's young don't forget that he's very young as well so the opportunity is still there for him to have an opportunity and still pop yeah I'm pretty sure he's younger than Ty Chandler uh Ty yes. Chandler 24 uh so Brad who do you got I got a couple names on my list. OJ Howard is interesting to me moving to Houston. I've seen him available in some dynasty leagues uh, because of the shuffling around. And again, it's a tumultuous offense. What's what's going to happen? What's available there? And he's he just he screams blow up and sell right to me. Like get you get him off the waiver wire. He has a you know, 80 yard, one touch, you know, one touchdown game. And you're like, Oh, Hey, look, I've got this guy. Give me a third round pick for him. You know, something crazy like that. Uh, he's been a guy that I've been thinking a lot about. And the second guy is again, as a Cleveland Browns fan, Darius Johnson or Jerome Ford, I really like what the opportunity looks like as early as this season. Right. I see a world where Jacoby Brissett, takes them to 500 maybe and they're kind of out of playoff contention and they say you know what we're going to try to move Kareem Hunt because we think we get some capital out of Kareem Hunt if they do that you, we saw how good Darrenis Johnson is uh and I think Jerome Ford is is just as good there uh he's a little bit different back he's more like a Nick Chubb than he is a Darrenis Johnson or a, or a Kareem Hunt but I feel like those guys have some deeper uh, depth chart value as well based on what we could see that backfield look like as soon as next year. Yep. No, I like that. And they, they were both mentioned. Well, Jarvis Johnson was definitely mentioned in some Kareem, ha Kareem Hunt talk today on Fantasy Pros. So time for tags. Uh, Tara, I really appreciate your time. Uh, where can we find your work and what can we expect from you this, uh, this season? 
everything is conveniently on my Twitter. I'm trying to think of ways to kind of package it all together. And uh, since it comes from a lot of different places, uh, Fantasy Pros, you can catch me on the Fantasy Pros um, YouTube channel. Um, I'll have my uh, first waiver wire video coming out next week. Um, deep cuts videos, um, lots of TikToks on the Fantasy Pros TikToks um, as well. I also have my own TikTok under the same name. It's Tara Time. Um, if you guys want to go check that out and follow, lots of videos. Um, I love short form content more than anything in the world. So uh, you can expect a video, a TikTok. If I don't make a TikTok in a day, it's been a very sad day for me. So daily videos coming out for Tara. Um, and again, all of that is through my Twitter. Um, uh, Fantasy Alarm as well. Got a live show or got a live Thursday night pregame show coming up tomorrow right before the game. Um, so you can catch my videos and live shows there as well. Um, and Dynasty Vipers, of course, um, football diehards, lots of good stuff. Um, but again, all of that is um, conveniently located on my Twitter. Best place to follow me. Well, that is a that's a huge resume. I love the TikToks. Uh, I love the the start sit videos and, um, you know, it helped me a lot the last couple of years. So I appreciate it. Brad. I know you had an article come out. Um, we also had the uh, the podcast come out. Um, anything else you got going on? No. So we're uh, we've got the fantasyfootballfirm.com for any kind of personalized content uh, with some context. We've got some. Uh, you know, we'll be doing this twice a week, right? We'll be doing dropping shows on Mondays and Thursdays for y'all. Uh, to do a little recap and uh, some dynasty talk. So I'm looking forward to getting into that content. Uh, and then I'll be doing a weekly snap share, target share article as we progress through the season. Uh, Going to try to drop that every Tuesday. Uh, so it's there for your waiver wire uh, before the, the waiver wire runs on Wednesdays uh, and hopefully uh, help you all out with that. So, Well, and I'll be keeping the dynasty content. I, I'm so excited about this season. I'm working on a 2023 uh, mock draft right now. So um, it's never too early for a mock draft. Well, thank you so much for your time, everybody. I hope everyone had uh, enjoyed the show. And as always, good luck this season.